Welcome to Amazing Business Radio with best-selling author and customer service and business expert, Shep Hyken. Shep will talk with some of the smartest thinkers in business to help make you more successful in your professional and personal life. This is Amazing Business Radio with Shep Hyken. Hello, Shep Hyken here on Amazing Business Radio and the CBS Play It Network. And I am excited because today we have Mark Elliott. Mark is going to inspire you because part of what he does is all about inspiration. For 20 years, uh, Mark lived with Tourette's Syndrome, and we'll talk a little bit more about what Tourette's Syndrome is, but here's the most amazing thing. Uh, it's estimated that he ticked, which is the word they use to describe what happens when you know somebody screams out or has some very distinct, uh, obvious reaction. They call it a tick. Over 25 million times. And in the last several years, he has turned out to be completely tick-free. He completely overcame his Tourette's about three or so years ago simply with the mind-over-matter process. And this is a medical marvel because in the Tourette's world, they say this cannot be solved that way. It cannot be. You, you can't get well on this one. And yet he went ahead and he broke the odds. Basically, he didn't listen to what others told him. He decided he was going to go out and he was going to break the mold and do things himself. Mark, welcome to the show. Mark Elliott, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you so much, Jeff. It's uh, amazing to be here. Well, it is amazing. And I'll tell you what's more amazing is, and, and we talked about this before, so I'm not going to act like we never talked about this. But when we, this is the second time we've gone at doing the show, and the first time it didn't work out. And in that time, we realized as we were talking that we knew each other. And how we knew each other was absolutely amazing. Do you remember what year it was when we first met? I think I was still in high school. Yeah. In fact, I'm almost positive because I, I hadn't started speaking yet. And my mom was like, you need to go to the National Speakers Conference, which happened to be in St. Louis that year. So it was probably, oh, my God, 2003. Right. So, so 2003. Or, so probably about uh, 12 plus years ago. Uh, you were still in high school. Uh, you were, and by the way, your tick manifested itself. It, it, was it in different ways, or was it primarily what I heard, which was the loud scream? It's what you heard. I, I called it a barking tick, like okay. a loud bark. That is exactly what it was. So here's how Mark and I first met. And and it wasn't until we got on the show together and talked about this, we realized, hey, you're that guy that I was walking down the hall with, which is great. So you told your mom, you listened to your mom, which, by the way, mom, thank you very much. You gave your son some great advice. <laughs> <laughs> The National Speakers Association had an event in St. Louis, Missouri, where I'm from. It was their mid-year event, and I happened to be in charge of that event. And as I'm walking to the meeting room, there is a gentleman that looks lost, and it's Mark. And I hey, can I help you? It looks like you don't know where you're going. You go, I'm looking for where this speaker's thing is. It will follow me. I'll show you. And I didn't say who I was. I just said, come with me. And as we're talking and walking, and I'm looking forward, I hear basically what I hear is ah! something about like that. Is that pretty close? That was pretty close, yes. It was more of probably like the uh, 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 like really loud. Okay, okay. Uh, uh, whatever. <laughs> but it was really, really loud. Now, I'm walking, and I hear this, and I turn around, and I look at Mark who's continuing to talk like nothing happened. And I'm going, huh, what was that noise? Did I just hear something that nobody else heard? That was crazy. So I'm walking a little bit further with Mark, and he's talking, and we're just chatting it up, and it happens again. And then finally, Mark says to me, um, gosh, uh, I have Tourette's, and that's what you're hearing. I go, oh, my. Well, 
I'm glad you told me. So let me ask you a question. Uh, you don't realize it, but I'm the guy in charge of this conference. And I'm going to be getting up to make opening remarks. You're going to be in the audience. Is this going to happen in the middle of somebody's speech? And you said... Of course. Of, of course. course it will. Of course it will. Right. And I said, do you have any problem? I asked you, do you have any problem with me, me sharing with the audience? And you said no. And I think it, it, I actually look back and I think maybe you were appreciative that I was willing to do so. Uh, but I got up and introduced, uh, you know, the conference and that we're going to get started. And then I said, by the way, there's a young man and you were sitting toward the back. And I asked you to identify yourself. And I said, the young man has Tourette's. His name's Mark Elliott. And... Uh, Every once in a while, and right about the time I was about to say what you were going to do, you actually did it. You know, you did the bark, if you call it that. And yeah. I said, you're going to hear that every once in a while. And you know what? The people applauded. They applauded your honesty and your courage to be able to, to mention this in front of a group of people that you really didn't know. And by the way, that's what the National Speakers Association is all about. We embrace diversity. We embrace anybody that wants to come into our world. Uh, we have speakers that are phenomenal in the motivational, inspiration area, business speakers. We have speakers that have overcome incredible uh, odds, uh, diversity. We have speakers that have, you know, been in war and uh, were in prison in POW camps, lost limbs, and, you know, have had diseases and overcome it. And of, of every color, race, culture, and I just think that uh, that's just the way we are. And I think it was so great that you joined our family that weekend. And now you're part of our world because you are actually a speaker. I, it has been a crazy journey since then, and, and I actually remember that conference quite well. Um, I think you know him, but Sam Silverstein, who I think used to be a president of the, right. the, uh, the yep. NSA, was a good friend and was someone who had suggested it as well. And there was one meeting in that conference. There was sort of a roundtable where you could meet with other speakers and someone looked around the table and he said, there's only going to be one of you who is ever going to get a speech where you make $1,000. And I really? remember it so vividly because I was like, I want that to be me. <laughs> and uh, it wasn't until another like seven, maybe seven years later when I started launching my speaking that I finally make $1,000. And I remember taking a photo of it because um, it really was sort of this this um, a wonderful moment of, of a moment of what what I had been through and what was now going to come because of, of speaking. And, and it all really started from that first conference. Wow, that's great. Well, I'm so glad. That is a great success story. So let's get into you, your background, what it's all about. First of all, uh, some people probably have um, an opinion or a thought of what Tourette's is. Some people may not even know what it is. But why don't you give us a quick little background on that, and then we'll get into your background. Yeah, very briefly. I mean, in the medical community, Tourette's is, is seen as an involuntary genetic neurological disorder that creates um, basically these feelings in, in the person's body. I call them an itch. I call them like the Tourette itch. And the person then has tics. And I think of that as the scratch to get rid of that itch. Um, and it manifests, you know, most usually very young like five, six, seven years old, very, but very small stuff, maybe blinking of the eyes and things like that. And then as you get older, a lot of people seem to develop more complex motor and vocal tics. Um, and that's exactly how mine went. started very mild, but by the time I was in middle school and high school, I had what one would call quite severe Tourette's. So I had, I would say, racial slurs. I would say inappropriate body parts. I would say 
um, name sounds. I had physical tics with thrusting my hips, shaking my head, chomping my teeth. Um, and so that sort of was um, how my Tourette's manifested. Wow, Tourette's that's itself, pretty extreme. It definitely was an extreme case. And if you've ever seen the, uh, I don't know if you ever watched the, the show South Park, uh, there was an episode with Cartman who he displayed quite severe Tourette's, and mine was like that. It was, it really was crazy. Uh, and for the person living with Tourette's, I mean, it is a really bizarre experience where you have these things going on in your body and you don't want to do it, but you feel like you have no choice but to do it. So the inappropriate body parts that you're screaming out in perhaps foul language, I know that's a one that you hear quite often. Um, you, you were doing this. How, how do people around you react toward you? And how did the school react toward you? I was, I would say that I've had every sort of reaction that you could imagine possible. You have the person who is beyond understanding, beyond compassionate, beyond um, empathetic, and then you have the other person who, um, you know, makes fun of you. I, I even had a situation when high school I was on a public bus and I was ticking the N-word and I was kicked off of the bus because uh, the situation got so bad. So I really had experienced the whole gambit of it. Um, but the thing is, is that I found that for me, one of the best sort of medicines to help me deal with the situation was just being open about it. And in the beginning, uh, you know, I didn't necessarily have the courage, just like sort of the courage that you, you felt I had when I was at the speakers conference when I met you originally. But it literally started out with me just having this piece of paper from the National Tourette Syndrome uh, Association that said, you know, I think the top said, why do I act this way? And then it has a description of Tourette's. And the way it started was I was uh, at a restaurant in Toronto and my family, we printed out these cards. And the first time we had this experience where, you know, some people were looking at me, my, my dad just walked over and gave them this piece of paper. And that sort of marked the beginning of me starting to really advocate for myself. And, and I'm really grateful that my family sort of led the way for me and really taught me how to do that. Wow. But so, I really found that yeah, that's being a, open. Yeah. Wow. Go ahead, being yeah, open. So, yeah, being open and and sort of trying to take as much responsibility as I could with how I knew for the situations that I was in. And that seemed to, to help me the most. Wow. And, and you've had this all your life. You said it started uh, as it starts with most kids uh, in four, five, six-year-old range. Yeah. I mean, from, from my earliest memories, I can, I can remember the small ticks. Um, some people develop ticks later on, and I should also note some people just have ticks their whole life, but don't necessarily have you know it's not diagnosed as Tourette syndrome. They just have ticks. Um, what's most in, what's most important is whether or not the whether or not the ticks really inhibit somebody's life, because ultimately ticks are not really a, you know a big issue other than the person feels that they. You know, it really limits them from doing things that they want. Right, right. And uh, I can see where, you know, the occasional tick barking out, foul language, you know, it, it, gosh. And, and I don't know what possesses that uh, to to come out versus, you know, saying love and joy and peace <laughs> instead. But you don't really hear much, uh, you know, many people spouting those words out or at least cases of those words. Or, or am I wrong? Is, does that happen? Well, the thing is only about 10% of people diagnosed with Tourette's say the bad, 
bad, inappropriate words. I don't know how or why it happened, but what I, the way I describe it is that um, it also sort of had this um, obsessive-compulsive disorder, OCD component to it, where I would really want to say the riskiest thing in any situation. So when I would walk into a situation, I would instantly think about what would be risky, and that thought would become the itch. Oh, Does wow. that make sense what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah, that makes total sense. Wow. So, so yeah. <laughs> it, was, it was crazy crazy i can imagine well here's what we're going to do we're going to take a real short break so we understand a little bit more about tourette's we understand how it was affecting you i think everybody here wants to know how you overcame it especially because medically uh has anybody else that you're aware of overcome it the way you have i'm not exactly sure i do know that there's many people that have have done different things and different treatments that have lowered their tricks dramatically and there's a lot of people that have also just learned on their own to suppress their tics. Um, and then also just a lot of people grow out of tics. What was interesting about my case is that, you know, I was still living with severe Tourette's and then through the help of some amazing people and tools is that I, through completely mind over body, was able to overcome it, but not, not even just cope with it, like really evolve it so that I don't struggle with it in the same way. Wow. And whether you have Tourette's or some other issue that you're trying to overcome, we're going to learn how Mark dealt with it and how it's going to be a good thing for you to think about as well, how you could possibly use some of the tools that he's used and some of the thought process that he's had. We're going to take a real short break. This is Amazing Business Radio. We're talking with Mark Elliott, and my name's Shep Hyken. Don't go away. Doesn't everyone love Disney? I know I do, and I also love a great book, and Lessons from the Mouse by Dennis Snow is an excellent book. Dennis shares 10 practical principles from Disney and entertains as he educates. So check out Dennis Knows Book on Amazon.com. Once again, it's titled Lessons from the Mouse, a guide for applying Disney World's secrets of success to your organization, your career, and your life. This is Amazing Business Radio with Shep Hyken. Shep Hyken here, back on Amazing Business Radio on the CBS and Play It Network. We are talking with Mark Elliott about how he's overcome Tourette's. And that's an interesting story. So uh, tell us, what happened? Uh, something happened to you. You, I, you told me you saw some speakers, uh, some speakers. Is that You saw a speaker, perhaps, a, a motivational-type speaker. Tell me about that experience, and who did you see? How did it change your life? Hey. It's exactly what you said. It started with, I was actually at a NACA conference, uh, which is the, the conferences for the speaking world uh, in colleges. Right. But by the way, before we go any further, you were, you were speaking, at, you were already a professional, well, were you professional at the time? Were you making money at the time as a speaker? Yeah. So at this point in life, I now was 20, 23 years old, and I was living full-time as a speaker. And oh, wow. I think at that, um, I was booking high schools and middle schools on my own. And then, and then in the college world, I had been picked up by an amazing man named David Coleman, who um, is a really amazing speaker, um, not only in the college market, but all over the world. And he saw me and picked me up. So I was quite embedded into the high school and college market. Excellent. And you were making a living. I was making a living. I mean, in my first year of really committing to saying, okay, I'm going to do this, um, I I was I think I had 70 engagements. Wow. Um, wow. And the so it was it was a yes, it was like a dream that came true, but I was living on my own 
making enough money, more than enough money, um, entirely off of speaking. Wow. So the thing you and I have in common is that I was 23 when I started my speaking business. No Just way. Not even a year out of college. And uh, boom, there I am. Didn't have a job. The company that I thought I'd work for the rest of my life decided to sell the company. And uh, when they sold, they broke it up into little pieces. And, you know, hey, what am I going to do now? Uh, I didn't feel sorry for myself. I, and I didn't even know what my opportunity would be. But I saw a couple of speakers, and I said, I could do that. And that's how it started for me. So you're already speaking. You're at this conference. You're working at high schools and, and in colleges. And you, yes. so tell me about this guy that you met. So I met another amazing uh, speaker, and he basically just started having a conversation with me about uh, this company and about these tools. And to make a very long story short, six months later, I ended up taking uh, my first classes. And the thing is that the tools in this company have nothing to do with Tourette's, nothing to do with medical conditions. It really is it's a curriculum that teaches people about emotional intelligence and critical thinking. And I wanted that. I wanted to become a better entrepreneur. I want to become a better person. And while I was taking these classes, I was having so much, so much understanding about myself and about how my thoughts work and about how my emotions work that I actually started to see a decrease in my tics. And it got to, such, it got to a point that I actually really believed in myself that with these tools um, that I could actually overcome it completely. Now, you so use the word me, tools. Tools stands for what? Tools. So the company itself, the, the methodology is called rational inquiry. And that's really, it's the, it's the methodology is just conversations. And there's an education to it. And through, as you're going through the classes and having these explorations, you start to have deeper understandings about the nature of how you work, about how your emotions are, how your thoughts are. And literally just through those conversations and gaining that self-awareness, I started to have a different perception and understanding of my Tourette's. Does that make sense? It totally makes sense. What, what would a doctor say about this? At this point, you go to the doctor and you say, hey, doc, guess what? Uh, I'm not ticking nearly as much, or, and eventually you're completely tick-free. What's the doc thinking? Uh, I would say that doctors have many different responses. I think first and foremost, anyone that knows me or anyone that meets me is very happy for me right off the bat. That's, that's the most obvious thing. But I think for a lot of people, it is hard to understand because it's so different from what people believe is possible or what it's so outside of the paradigm of how the medical community looks at uh, Tourette's. So is, I mean, there, do they? Is there medication that you could take for Tourette's? You, I think you mentioned there was, and it helps curb it, if you will. Yeah. So the, the, there's basically with Tourette's syndrome, I look at it in two different ways: is that you can try to treat it by sort of dealing with that itch. You remember the itch that I was describing right. on the mm -hmm. on the inside? The tick being medication, the in a sense, sort of makes that itch numb or goes away. But the problem with that for someone is, you know, their side effects. But two you're dependent on it because if you stop the medication, that itch still might be there. Right. It's not healing. It's just masking. Exactly. And then there's also different therapies that try to help you with the scratch, the ticking. But that's also difficult sometimes because you still have the itch. Wow. So what was really neat is that through the self-awareness that I was gaining and, 
and, and through these tools is that I found actually what was causing my itch. And that was? Well, I mean, just different things throughout my life. You know, ultimately, um, my whole life, I thought my Tourette syndrome was completely physiological, meaning like, okay, I have a gene, the gene makes me have Tourette's, and this is why I tick. And it ends up that I actually just found for me in my experience that my Tourette's was way more emotional and psychological than it was physiological. So what would trigger it? So that any sorts of stresses in my life, I always found that my Tourette's got worse, um, which I think is also no different than other people's lives. You know, whether you're working in a company or a family that you have certain patterns and you have certain habits. And when you get stressed out, what happens? When you yeah you get you get angry at people you're not fun to be around um, exactly yeah and that's that's <laughs> how might... it manifests itself in some people um, other people they withdraw sometimes uh, but with Tourette's maybe that was your outlet exactly no Chef that's exactly the thing so for me I started to have an understanding that this is how for and I and I want to make this so clear Chef is that I'm I'm talking about my experience with Tourette's and that everyone. I can't speak for anyone else with Tourette's, you know. Um, but for me, I found that the way that I developed with my Tourette's is that it was actually a way for me to cope with so many things in life. So as I started to have shifts on how, how I can actually deal with myself and deal with stresses in life so much better, my Tourette's started to fade. Do you feel, I mean, you sometimes have to really look deep into yourself to understand what those triggers and the, those stressors are. And sometimes it's not the one that finally makes it happen. It's the one that's three or four deep that one caused another caused another. It's like a chain reaction that builds. Uh, because I think, you know, somebody getting, you know, a, a little kid getting yelled at by the first time by his parents who may not, you know, let's just say, you know, they, it comes from an abusive home. A kid gets yelled at the first time, big deal. The second time, okay, I don't like it the third time this isn't fun and about the ninth time the kid's finally starting to withdraw and it's finally starting to emotionally impact this child and correct and so it's not that ninth time that caused it it was really going deeper than that did you have to go deep to figure out what it was that could you know help you deal with this i did have to go really deep but the thing is is that with the tools of rational inquiry and and the company is that it was so easy not easy in the sense of like, yes, I did have to put in effort, I did have to work, but that in everything that I had searched for with my Tourette's and trying to help it, I never had found something that was so precise and effective at finding that one link. Right. And I don't care what, what's going on in your life. If you can identify what that is, if there's a tool out there, as you say, or a course that you can take or a therapist or even a medical doctor that can help you or anything. Some people, I know people that they say, hey, if I get to work out in the morning, my day starts great. And that's their way of starting a great day where, sure. you know, other people would say that's ridiculous. I can't stand the workout. And if the person misses their workout, they think their bad day is due to the fact they didn't get up on the right side of the bed and do what they normally do. You know, I, it amazes me. Everybody has a pattern. Everybody has a way of dealing with things. And I think what we'll do is when we will take a short break now, when we come back, I want to make sure that everybody knows as much as this show is about Mark Elliott and how he overcame this um, terrible disease that so many people have, I think that it's really a showcase opportunity to prove that 
with the right tool, and again, we use a, the tool as a metaphor for anything, with the right tool, uh, it could help and potentially you can overcome some pretty major issues, really overcome some real obstacles in your life. So we're going to do that when we come back. Take a short break now. My name's Shep Hyken. You're listening to Amazing Business Radio. We'll be right back. How would you like customer service training anytime you want it or need it, day or night? Well, with Shepherd Virtual Training, you will have world-class customer service training at your fingertips online 24-7, 365 days a year. Just go to www.shepondemand.com. Once again, that's shepondemand.com. And remember, always be amazing. You're listening to Amazing Business Radio with best-selling author and customer service and business expert, Shep Hyken. Shep Hyken here, and we are back on Amazing Business Radio. We're talking with Mark Elliott, and Mark has given us an incredible story. Uh, it's just amazing. Uh, overcoming Tourette's. And uh, during the break, we talked briefly, and I want to get into what Mark does now for a living because I think there's people out there that will be interested in learning more about that. But, Mark, you shared one nugget with me that I've got to share with everyone, and that is since you've discovered how to do this using your tool, and by the way, it doesn't matter what the tool is. Anybody can find their tool, whatever it is that allows them to get that introspective, that gets them to a place where they understand you know, what the issue is and how to deal with it. Since that time, five more people have overcome Tourette's. Is that correct? Yeah, so we have – there's been four other people that – so we've worked with six – there's me plus five other people. We just started working with the sixth one, and I've already had amazing results, um, you know, working with Rational Inquiry. Um, and it's been – that's been the most wild thing of here, you know, living with Tourette's my whole life, overcoming it, and then now – with these tools uh, and an amazing team of people being able to then do that for someone else's life. I mean, you're reprogramming um, your brain is what you're doing. I mean, you essentially, you're, you know, I think the word you used, um, oh gosh, I've made so many notes here, but you, you've well, changed your belief system. You've conditioned it. Right. So you, you, you even used a better word. Yes. The thing is, is that if you have a certain belief, you know, because of whatever happens when you're a child, the thing is that belief uh, is basically that program is installed forever <laughs> when you're a little kid. If, does that make sense? Oh, it makes total sense. I mean, you look at people around the world, sometimes anger and hate is basically taught to you as a child. You're programmed to believe certain things, true or not. Uh, and if it's about yourself um, and something happens, boy, and I mean, I can only imagine this must have been so liberating for you. Uh, as you broke free of this. I, I can't even begin to tell you how grateful I am for, I mean, one, I've had so much support my whole life while living with Tourette's with my family and my friends and my schools. And then to then be able to, you know, work with uh, executive success programs and the amazing support and the amazing help and everything that they did to help me live a life that I can now have a radio interview with you just like, like anybody else, I, I can't describe that to you. Well, more importantly, you are out there doing great work. You're working with clients. You, By the way, in 2011, uh, this is part of your bio, you were the College Speaker of the Year. Uh, by the way, there's uh, for those who don't know this, uh, there's a 
couple of different organizations, but the one that uh, was was a campus what was a campus magazine. What was it? Yeah, Campus Activities Magazine. Right, which is one of the big ones. Basically, uh, they actually have conventions where speakers and entertainers and bands and you know comedians and these different people go to this convention and they showcase and then they go out and they deliver what you know hopefully they get gigs gigs being in the college campuses you obviously went through that whole system got you but at the end of the year they give out the awards you basically won the oscar of the college speaking profession it was it was a really neat uh i it was a really neat experience and uh I think sort of just the, the culmination of what the, the previous two and a half years had had led you know had led to with you know starting it from scratch and having friends helps and and making calls and traveling and you know flying at any time of the day and anywhere in the anywhere in the country it, it was it was a really cool moment for me. Wow. Well, I'm glad it's working out. It's so much. And so the last couple of years, you've been developing a new presentation, and this presentation is moving you away from working in that college and high school market. Not that you wouldn't go back there, but you're now working in the corporate world. So tell us about the message. Tell us about the, the speech, and tell us about who your typical clients are. Yeah. So uh, as I had said before, I traveled for the four years with the presentation, What Makes You Tick was all about it was all about compassion and tolerance, and then I retired that presentation to uh, become a trainer, work on myself, work on the Tourette's, working with uh, more individuals. Uh, and while all this was going on, I've you know been over the last two years really sort of finding more of myself, gaining the courage to then go back out in a whole new way. Um, and this is why I really want to speak to now to companies and leaders who are looking for looking for perspective on on how they can look at things differently in a way that they haven't before. Uh, the presentation is called Discover the Unimaginable, and it's really using my experience of overcoming Tourette's uh, and living, living with it for 20 years of how beliefs that I had about my Tourette's and about myself is really what limited me the most in my life, not actually the Tourette's itself. Wow. So typical client would be who? Typical client would be, it could be sales teams. It could just be general managers at companies that are looking to bring in a speaker to just inspire a workforce to think about what is possible for them that maybe they don't believe is possible. Or just in general, anyone within the workforce that is looking for ways that to see what they're possibly not considering. Right, and I know some of your clients right now, you, you've got pretty big names uh, that you're starting to work with, and I think that's pretty cool. Um, you know, when corporate, uh, not just corporate America, but probably the Fortune 100 type, you know, some, uh, you mentioned a company, I don't know if you want to mention it on the air, but, uh, I mean, they're one of the largest consulting companies in the world. It was pretty cool. It actually just happened in these past two weeks. As I said, I've just literally over the last two years and now within the last two weeks finally have launched. Um, so I can't, I, I'm so excited about, you know, being able to share this story to help in hopes to really just plant a seed in people's mind that whatever they're going for in their life, whatever they, whatever they're trying for is that whatever they, whatever adversity that they might hit as they go for those things, it might be something totally different what's actually holding them back. 
Wow. And so uh, do you have a website? Can we learn more about this? Yeah, my website is, it's just my name. It's markelliot.com, and it's Mark with a C, so M-A-R-C. That's important. <laughs> and by the way, all those people who, who send things in the mail, it's Mark with a C. No. <laughs> yeah, I love getting the junk mail and having my name misspelled, so I just throw that away. They don't, they don't know who I am. They, you know, where's the personal connection? But Mark with a C, Elliot.com. That's great. Any books that you've written? So while I was actually uh, on the road uh, with the What Makes You Tick, uh, I published a book entitled What Makes You Tick, and uh, and that's T-I-C. Right. And again, I had so much help with that one, and we self-published it. And that, as in, I know, Chef, you've written tons of books with such an undertaking, uh, and one that I, it might be some time before I ever do something like that again. Um, but it, it, it is on Amazon now. I don't... Um, it, it's even on my website as well if you want to purchase it. But that's sure. all about – that's really about my, my life of living with Tourette's and about my story of, of how I became a speaker. Well, there's a lot of people that, that uh, can definitely, uh, aside from just the world of Tourette's, that can benefit from hearing a message as refreshing as yours. Discover the Unimaginable, which is a great title. So we're going to start to wrap up here. Dreams and aspirations. What do you want to do when you grow up? <laughs> What do I want to do when I grow up? Um, I would, I hope that my story and what's happened to me really provide uh, another outlet for people with certain mental disorders, like really provide an opportunity that there's another, there might be other treatments out there that um, can dramatically help, help someone who's struggling in a lot of pain. Wow. Okay. Well, that's, that's good. That's a lofty goal. You know, that it's not quite as big as you hope for, you know, peace on earth, but it's, it's close. <laughs> that, would be, that would be amazing, and, and, uh, and to be able to, you know, continue my speaking, and, and I mm-hmm. hope to be able to um, inspire a, a lot of people, but also then, you know, now with the tools that I have, be able to work with a lot of individuals, um, as I really believe that if you, if you want to change things, in the company, if you want to change things in the world, you want to change things in your family, um, it has to just start with you. That's right. And you know what? Whether you can change the whole world or not, you're changing a few people at a time. Maybe it's just one person at a time, but you're making a difference in other people's lives. You've got an amazing message. I love what you're doing. I love what you stand for. This is why we call this Amazing Business Radio. You've got an amazing story, and now you're doing something with that story. Uh, you're not just letting people talk about it and and you're not you know just sharing it you're making a difference in people's lives mark thanks a million for being on the show you've been an awesome guest oh thank you so much Shep. and uh 12 years later never would i have imagined that uh, i'd be on a radio interview with you. <laughs> well you know a what real, let's not a wait real pleasure let's not wait 12 more years here's the thing i want to see you this coming summer at the national speakers association annual convention in uh, it's called influence 2006 uh yeah 2016 is when it's going to be in phoenix arizona that's going to be in july i want you to go to nsaspeaker.org i want you to put those dates in your calendar i want you to call up i want you to say shep sent me (laughs) (laughs) and i want to see you and i want to be walking down the hall with uh the guy i would term as the new mark elliott (laughs) it's a deal all right (laughs) all right well everybody thanks for tuning in we've been talking with mark elliott what a story my name's Shep Hyken, and remember, everybody, always be amazing.
This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.